Folks, it's season two. We're, we're, we're already on our second episode of the season. Woo! It's Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Jan. I'm Dylan. I'm Darius. And uh, yeah, Jan said, like you said, it's season two. And I don't know what to do because season two yeah. is so much of the same as season one. It's, it's so different. I feel like I have to make it different <laughs> in the beginning somehow so that you feel like you're getting uh, a season two product. And it's not just well, season me, one let, let, packaged as season two. <laughs> Well, you know, let's just say this, you know, like we're, what's the holodeck guys? What's, what, what is, what are we talking about when we say holodeck? The holodeck is a room that you walk into and then holograms like appear around you. Okay. So it's like VR or anything. So how does that relate to this podcast? Well, so the podcast is about the holodeck. So we're basically going and we're finding all of the episodes in Star Trek ever that feature Uh or show the holodeck in some way. So if it's just like you walk past it and you see inside the holodeck or we watch like a whole episode in the holodeck, uh, we're going to cover that. Okay. Well, if if, if we're covering it, are we going to like rank it or something like that too so we have like a definitive list of like which episodes are the best it's crazy that you asked that yes we're gonna rank every single holodeck episode whether you see it when you're walking through the hallway or there's a whole holodeck episode that's how we're gonna do it but if we're if we're gonna do that we're gonna need some sort of like objective system so we can compare them all you're on the same page as us because we came up with uh, a system called the Drask system, and that stands for oh. dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. We got five categories that we rate on a scale from one to five treks. The Drask. Well, I, I mean, I feel pretty good about this so far. I mean, well, what episode are we going to look at this week? So today, uh, Jan, our single student in the class, we mm-hmm. are doing uh, our first episode of Picard, uh, episode one. Oh no! Uh, season one, episode four, called "Absolute Candor," and originally aired on February thirteenth, twenty twenty. Yeah, so, and so Jan, just so you know, mm-hmm. um, in case you haven't watched this episode yet, you might yeah. not want to listen to the podcast. Oh, if how come? You're, if you're trying to like watch this in sequence and not get anything spoiled for you, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard for us to talk about this episode since it's a serialized show without spoiling some things. So there may be spoilers ahead. So if you want to not get it spoiled, don't listen just yet. Yeah. Hey, thanks for that heads up. And I will make the final decision on whether or not I'm okay with listening to spoilers. Great. Yeah. So um, awesome. class, everybody sit down, everybody quiet down. It stops the talking. Jan, Take stop out your, talking. Your, just quiet Jan, down. Stop Jan. talking. Quiet down. Take out your pencils, any erasers that you might need. Um, no phones. Everybody put your phones away unless you're listening to the Everybody put your headphones in. Actually, take your phones out. Put your headphones in. <laughs> hey, how how long is this segment of the podcast where Dylan does this? this it's actually the whole podcast. It's most of the podcast. Okay. This is the whole episode. So sit your ass down, shut the fuck up, and come with us on our trek to the holiday. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. Uh, 
Sorry. I, uh, I like stretching those ones. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, okay. Absolute Candor, Star Trek Picard, Woo! Season 1, Episode 4, Feb 13, 2020. Our first. Remember Picard 2020, episode. guys? Oh, man. It's never going to end. 2021 it's, wait, is just going to be 2020. It's still 2020? What? Oh, I thought it was still 2020. Feels like it. Yeah, we're in extra time for 2020 yeah. right now. The extra time is going to go a full, a full extra game. Extra innings. Extra innings. Uh, man. Uh, so, um, absolute candor. Uh, we already know when this aired. Dylan talked about it. And it was written by Michael Chabon. 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 Uh, who's also a, a showrunner and a fantastic author. Yeah, really. he wrote a couple short treks too. Notably, like a really big one that a lot of people talk about, Calypso, which I haven't, I haven't watched oh, any of the Calypso? short trek. I haven't watched any. I haven't of watched any of the short, short treks, treks either. Yeah, he he wrote Calypso Q and A, and I think Children of Mars. I have not seen Children of Mars, but Calypso and Q and A. How many short treks are there? It's it's an indeterminate amount. It's infinitely approaching a billion. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> they like just little. I, okay. I feel really embarrassed right now because uh, I don't really even pay attention to the short tricks um, because I don't really give a shit about the whole like, let's just like jack off over the old Star Trek and only want old Star Trek. That's not what I'm it just is. joking. I'm just joking. But it is. is it like what? Five to 10 minute episodes? I Yes. And I dare say they're better than Discovery <laughs> because for the most part, because because they're that original like, yeah. hey, you yeah. have to do your story in yeah. one episode. It yeah. was like their yeah. answer to like, we're going to do a serialized show. And somebody was like, uh, uh, I'm going to do weird it's shit. It's kind <laughs> of like technically it shouldn't be serialized because it's not really Trek. What if we did little short films? For the people that want the ser- the the uh, episodic stuff, it's their answer. It was they tried to prevent yeah. backlash, didn't yeah. work. Yeah, but yeah. but check it out. Check out Calypso and Q and A is really cute too. Q and A is like Spock's first is, is like his first day on the Enterprise. Oh, that's cute. Oh, yeah, interesting. Cool. Yeah, check more Spock out. content because that's exactly what we need in this world. More Spock. People love Spock. Man. They know. really do. They can't get enough of him. Even they really love Spock. him. Uh, this episode is directed by our buddy, our guy, Two Tex Franks, <laughs> Jonathan Franks, Johnny the, Franks, the original Riker himself. Um, I gotta be We're honest. We're accidentally doing so many Frakesy episodes. There's the, so many Frakesy episodes. The more I watch the Frakes episodes, the more I'm like, he's really just okay. There's really nothing he, special about him as a director. I love Jonathan Franks, but like he's old reliable. Watch, he's old reliable. He right? really is. Like yeah. you know you're going to get a a good episode. It's not going to be amazing. It's not going to be terrible. Yeah. It's going to be a good episode of Trek, right? Like Yeah. Uh-huh. I think he's really good. He gets the big like set piece episodes a lot, but he I think his greatest strength actually is with actors yeah mm. I'm, he gets yeah, I'm sure. really good performances from actors which i i think makes sense because he's i mean that's the director's actor. job right well yeah Shock. but also like that as is a former <laughs> actor <laughs> especially on tv that's the director's job that's the director's job yeah it's very it's specifically on TV. yeah uh our music was done uh i don't know we I think we might have a nickname for this guy but we haven't done enough of his stuff yet to give him a nickname um Oh, didn't we call him J.R. Rust, Rusty or Rusty Jeff? Rusty Jeff. Rusty Jeff. <laughs> Rusty Jeff. <laughs> Rusty Jeff. Music's by Rusty Jeff, Jeff Russo. <laughs> uh, 
I think Jeff Russo has been on other podcasts, so <laughs> theoretically, we could. I, I would imagine he might be open to being on. Rusty Jeff and is not. Ha- uh, it's not like a nickname because we don't like Jeff Russo. That's not. If we're going to try to get so Jeff on, we want to make sure though. that it's not. <laughs> we arbitrarily choose nicknames for composers because they're generally our favorite parts of every episode. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other one we had for him was J.R. Russo. We just gave his Russo. middle name, his last name as right. well. Yeah, J.R. Russo. <laughs> Jeff Russo Russo. <laughs> uh, Some uh, guest star shout outs on this episode. It's kind of weird to talk about guest stars on Picard because everybody to me feels like a guest star who isn't Patrick Stewart. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if anybody gets that vibe. Yeah. But I, I, well, I don't think the, until the, like the last name is two Picard. Picard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like Patrick Stewart and the other guys, you know, like Muppets and Friends. Uh, but Peyton List is Narissa, the uh, s- sexy, cruel intentions Romulan sister of yeah. Romulan fuckboy. Oh, God, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like forgot he was on this show oh, and when too. he popped up on screen, I was like, ah, uh-huh. this fucking guy. <laughs> Why is he British? It makes it worse. It's he so was weird. In, um, he was in, uh, what's that show? Penny Dreadful. And he played mm. Dr. Frankenstein. Okay. Was he, was he, uh, fuck this guy. I hate him on that show. A little or is bit. it just the way he's just a little bit. He really he, seems he like. He seems like in every sense of the word a TV actor. Yeah. And that doesn't really happen a lot these days because TV and film has kind of, you know, blurred the Merged. lines, but he seems like a TV actor. Totally. Absolutely. Um we have Amara Vaughn as Zani, the Coet Malat. These uh, Amira or Amira or Amira Amira Amira, Amira. Amara Vaughn. I don't know how to say her name. Sorry, I butchered it. She's very, she's, well, I don't know either. And that's, that's on me. And uh, Ian Nooney as young Elnor. Nunny. Nooney. Nunny. Nooney. Nunny. It's, they chose somebody with the name Nunny, Nunny. because he's going to be grazed by warrior nuns. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they picked him specifically. Casting director is like, ah, it's like 15 kids. I don't give a shit. They're all going to be bad. Just that fucking one. cast Nunny. one. Nunny. That makes sense. <laughs> No, you're, you're cute, kid. You did a good job in your oh scene. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was. Doing a scene with Patrick Stewart as a kid. I bet that's something you don't really realize is a big deal, and then you grow up and you're like, fuck. <laughs> Grandpa to, Patrick to, Stewart. Fuck, I got to act with <laughs> Patty Stew? Patty Stew. When I was six Stew. years Dang. old. Damn. <laughs> um, we got Evan Park as Tankem Adrev, former Romulan <gasps> senator. He was great. He was. I gotta say, he was really good. He was the yeah. He was really real to me. This yeah. um this part of the episode, there's a few parts of the episode, but this part of the episode made me go, man. Even though Picard is serialized, it's way more of a Trek show than Discovery first two seasons was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's weird. I thought the exact same thing, and it was partly because of like Picard's morals, you know, because mm-hmm. that's always there, but also like. The scenes where people are talking, they're just people talking on a ship. And it made me realize how I'm going to preface this with emotions are okay and you should cry and emotions are good, but how fucking emotional discovery is yeah. all the time. 
Well, it's like it's unearned is my problem with it yeah. in, in Discovery. It's yeah. just like you, you're you starting at eight and you get to 10. It's like, okay, but it's like, it's just loud. There's nowhere to you know? go it's now. Just, yeah. You're yeah. just you're at 10 all the time. Give us like, uh, I, like I love a four the scene. or five most of the time. Yeah. That's yeah. where people usually chill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, the legendary Jerry Ryan as seven of nine. Woo. With a nice little cameo at the end. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Who was the highlight of this show, I think? I think yeah, so. She was one of the Her best, for sure. Peace Dewey. Actually, you know what? The highlight of the show for me, I love Elnor so much. He is the best. He's my favorite character. Yeah. By far. He's, he's, he's I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking more about this <laughs> just too. in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but before we do that, we got to do our... N- well, we it's a new segment as of last year, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's not it's new anymore. This, but yeah, it's not new it's anymore. Not new. We're still gonna call it that. It's kind of like an iPhone, you know, like yeah. oh, like the new iPhone. It gets to be that all the way up until September every year. Yeah. Uh, on commercials, uh, but yes, this segment is called "This Week On," and on this week on, we have a contestant uh, come on the show. And recap this week's episode in 30 seconds or less. Who is our contestant this week? All righty. Let me just check the books mm-hmm. here. The books. It looks like his name is Darius. Yes, yes, yes. I am here. I am ready to play. I really hey, like Darius. your shorts. Can you Thanks. get the editor to put in the crowd cheering sound for when Darius gets uh, absolutely? Yeah, great. Thank you. Talk to the other about it. Um, love your shorts, Darius. Thank you. I wore them specifically for you. You know it because I got the same shorts. It's like the thing, you know, it's yeah. the thing of the show. Yeah, we wear um, the same shorts. All right, Jan. Take it away. I do have a timer set up. Uh, do you have any questions before we start, Dar- Darius? Uh, what do I What do? I do? Yeah, you just got to recap the episode in 30 seconds or less. The episode is Absolute Candor from Star Trek Picard, episode one, as episode four, season one. You ready? Hope you, hope you watched that one. Oh, me and Eleanor watched that the other night, and I think I might have fallen asleep halfway through it. <laughs> Best of luck to you. Thanks. $20,000 the the when you start. Picard and crew are uh, g- uh, traveling to uh, a planet where the Romulans were resettled uh, to look for uh, w- the warrior nun to get on the, th- the the ship. And they get down onto the planet. Picard uh, realizes that all the, the, the Romulans hate him. Uh, at the end of it, he kind of gets the, the, the warrior nun to come back and he watches the warrior nun chop off a guy's head in front of him. They get back on the ship uh, and they're on the ship and uh, he, he scolds them for chopping off the head and then Seven of Nine shows up because they're getting a Attacked by uh, a <laughs> I got most of it. Pretty good though. It was all right. I feel like you could have summed it up with uh, they go to the space nun place because he needs backup for his mission. I'm sorry, Dylan, and were like, you playing? No, I wasn't. Thank you. I wasn't. You were playing. You did a great job. Yeah, a little, little Monday morning quarterbacking here. Uh, <laughs> you also completely forgot about the side plot uh, Borcube Soji so no, is Borcube stuff like just didn't want to talk no. about it literally to- completely <laughs> unnecessary I would have left it out also when, sorry when I, when I, I was got, I should have got my little like thing in at the end if I would have finished it where I said the android and the Romulan slide down the hallways in their socks <laughs> they talk through his risky business down the <laughs> Borg hallway 
I just, I just really honestly, all I wanted to hear, because this is what Jan would have done if Jan were playing, he would have ended it with Soji Banks. <laughs> Soji Banks. <laughs> Soji Banks. So, so, Soji Banks, Romulan fuckboy. Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know. My, mine was he watches a guy get his head chopped off. <laughs> that is pretty good. That was, yeah, that was a good one. Um, he like immediately is like, oh, right. That's what they do. Because that's what oh, these guys yeah. do. <laughs> oh no, I forgot he's got a cool sword and he kills people. Oh my god. I just wanted to like, I introduced company. him to the concept of being a warrior. Shit. <laughs> we used to sword fight together. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> I wanted their best warrior and they have a specific code. I feel Ugh. like I blacked out and now I'm here and that guy's dead. Who did this? We're all trying to figure out who did this. We're all trying to find the guy who did this. Did this. Uh, if you haven't watched, I think you should leave by Craig Robinson. Uh, not Craig Robinson. Tim Robinson, go watch it. Once again. Um, would you guys recommend this episode purely on the holodeck content? No, uh, I, I, I would not. It is pure exposition. <laughs> pure exposition. It's a, a hundred exposition. million percent exposition. <laughs> Great. It, it's a nice uh, same, set. Same. I would it's a nice not, set. I nice set. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I, they, did, I could they be do wrong, handle it, the exposition as well as one could. But yeah, yeah, it, yeah. that's all it is. I Sorry, feel like uh, they built this set. They like rented out this vineyard or whatever and then built the set. And they didn't use it enough. And they were like, we spent too much money doing this. And we have like four more days here. Should we just like make this his ready room? This is ready room. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's what it is. I think it's pretty sick. I really love it actually. Just I think it's it's great. A great idea totally. to make his ready room, his office from Paris, France. I think okay. that's great. If I was really a captain cute. on a starship, I would make them make the ready room a holodeck. Totally. And, then and every people, captain would have like a different vibe. I'd be like, uh, excuse me, can can you come into my ready room, please? I need to see you in the ready room. And you walk in and it's like a bounce house. It's like, oh, dude, what are you doing? Come on, man. <laughs> you know, Cisco, for him, it would be a baseball locker room. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's what yeah. it would be for 100%. Cisco. Honestly, I, I always think about this and I'm really bummed we didn't get more of that. <laughs> and I think like, I think in a previous episode, I've talked about how the the new season of Deep Space Nine would be, and it, it would have to be Cisco in a ballpark, and that's where he has all of his meetings yeah, during baseball yeah. games. It would be uh, Field of Dreams, yeah. With Cisco, like, uh, everybody's <laughs> trying to get Cisco to do something. He's like, I'm retired. I'm just I, trying to enjoy myself. I'm trying to enjoy the game. <laughs> and now I'm waiting for them to come. <laughs> and now they're they waiting for them to come. <laughs> Look at this. Jake's. Like, I got a hot Dad. dog. Look at it. Do you want a hot dog? Hey, right, let me get a hot dog. Let me get two two dogs. Sorry, Cisco, just like, Cisco, I gotta go the, play catch the Dominion's with my son. back. <laughs> my grandson. It would be his grandson yeah. at that oh, point. Man. And Jake has like nine kids with different women, of course. He, <laughs> Jake bangs. Okay. Uh, oh this, man. This okay, so here's how I felt watching this in general. There's something that I like just to get into this bit. Uh I was surprisingly into it. I like it. I remember yeah. watching the whole first season and thinking this works as a whole for the most part. I, I would have done some things differently. I thought the pilot was pretty terrible because of the pacing and all that. But yeah, like, yeah. overall it works. But 
And I, but I also thought I will never be able to watch this again or out of order or anything like that. But actually this episode worked fine standalone. I thought. Yeah, I agree. I think. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of background you needed for this episode because they were like, we're here to pick up a warrior nun. And um, yeah, that's it. Uh, Picard has some history. Yeah. Which they kind of like set up with a cold open pretty yeah. well. I um, I think yeah. this show does a pretty good job of the episodes being semi episodic. Like, except for uh, the Android Borg Cube subplot. Because I remember when I watched it, pulling my phone out a few times when those scenes were happening. And I did the exact same thing this time, too. I was like, I really yep. don't yep. care about this guy. Yep. I hope she gets off the Borg Cube at some point because I really don't care. <laughs> Absolutely. It was unfortunate. It's kind of like this mystery that we don't know how to care about because in the yeah. first episode, it's done through the lens of Picard has found Dodge and he's going to like to mentor her. Yeah. yeah. And here's the first like big spoiler, like she dies in that pilot killed. episode. And so as a viewer, you're like, okay. Now what? what? Yeah. Now what? And they're like, there's another one. <laughs> Like, is she yeah, gonna die too? We're gonna, so gonna find she, out. Like, a bunch what's, of yeah, I, she's gonna have to do over the course of four episodes what this one did in one episode. We've already done it. Like you, you've pulled that band yeah. once. That's that's it. Yeah. yeah. What's her um, name so, again? On on Soji. 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 Dodge and Soji. Yeah. I still don't know why she's there or what her job is. To be perfectly honest, she is researching uh, the Borg Cube. Ex Borgs. That's it. That's it. That's and they it. just they let her on because they knew she was an android and they wanted to get they her. They let her on because of the accord that Starfleet and them have, and she's a part of the civilian part of the Starfleet people. And yeah, okay. but it's also it's really crazy. bad if you think about the whole season as one. Yeah. The like, uh, what's his name? Sing the the you know Data's not brother but yeah. the Brent Spiner character yeah they and Maddox they sent Daj and Soji out right they're like we'll send you out and then you'll come back and we'll figure stuff out yeah well they picked like the two worst things for them because Daj <laughs> ends up applying to that institute yeah um the the science institute that for I'm blanking oh, on right the, now the Daystrom Daystrom Institute, Daystrom institute. Yeah, yeah. and and Soji goes to the Borg cube where all the worst Romulans, like the <laughs> evil Romulans, are. evil Romulans oh run. And it's like, you guys could have just sent her to like Viridian something. And that one to <laughs> even Risa would have been safe. Like anything, just anything. Send them to deep space nine. It's probably nine. thriving right it's now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bumping man. Uh, but no, instead. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. So it's plot, plot reasons, I guess. Which yeah. that's that's fine. That's TV is does yeah. that. What were some of your favorite moments though, from this episode specifically? The cold open for me actually. I uh, I kind of loved the cold open too. Like I kind of loved. I mean Picard's whole safari outfit. Yes, because he's beaming <laughs> down, man. Safari Picard, <laughs> which which reminded me of his outfit when he is in Inner Light. Uh, you know when he gets he lives that entire life yep. when the yeah. probe yes. shows up. Yeah, that's kind of what his character in that show wears. So good. Um, yeah, I I loved all the stuff that takes place down on the planet. Um, I like. 
I like all the emergency, like EMHs, basically. So good. Yeah. I think, I, I think what's his name? The actor does this a great job. Uh, Santiago Cabrera, I believe. Yeah. He uh, he is like low key an MVP of this show. Like he he's is. he's maybe the best actor on the show, mm-hmm. but you don't really like think I about still, it. I still can't pin down his accent when he's just normal him. Because in some scenes, he sounds like he has like a real base American accent. And then some scenes, he sounds like he has kind of like a Spanish accent. In some scenes, he sounds maybe like Irish. I remember and looking like, this up, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was born in another country, grew up in the United States. Okay. So he speaks English, but I think he also speaks... Um, I think he, I think he was... Born in like Spain, grew up partially in England and partially in the United States. He's like all over the place, basically. Okay. And he's like uniquely suited then to play five different versions of himself with different accents and Exactly. Yeah. I do like, there's must be, I wish we had a psychologist back or do any of you have psychology backgrounds or anything like that? (laughs) I feel like his character, one, like the arc for him is like he suppressed all his true sense of who he is and he's got this shell right but Mm -hmm. all his emh personalities are parts of himself that are disassociated yeah and which culminates really nicely later in the season which we'll do at some point totally that that's definitely what it feels like for sure Mm -hmm. yeah which is just like very fun yeah it's one of the more fun parts of this. I love that he hates hospitality version of himself. <laughs> I don't want to like talk about that yet because it's no, in the, right. that line is it's in the holodeck, holodeck but right. that line is incredible. Yeah. Well, hungover only speaks Spanish pirate <laughs> um, weapons ver- of hologram version of himself is really funny. He's it's just really like, oh, good. fuck, we're just going to, I okay. think we're going to blow so, up. <laughs> Santiago Cabrera was born in uh, Carcaras, Venezuela. Venezuelan to Chilean parents. He grew up in London, Romania, Toronto, and Madrid. It's a lot of goddamn accents. Uh, He has a big Toronto accent. (laughs) Although he considers Santiago, Chile his hometown, he splits time between London and Los Angeles. My God. So he he literally is that. He, he literally trained, has all those accents. He was trained in at uh at London's prestigious drama center. Under renowned instructors, Yat Malmgren and Christopher Fedes. You know, awesome. He was also in Transformers. Have... Fuck yeah! Oh, that's where I know him from. <laughs> <laughs> I if, no idea who he was in Transformers. If he ever uh, in Picard gets his own command, if he ever comes back to Starfleet or whatever, I would watch the shit out of uh, a show with him as the captain. I think it would be. I rad. think so too. Yeah. yeah, I think um, watching him fly the ship made me go. I don't think any pilot ever would want their controls to be holographic. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> just having flown, just having flown a ship uh, in uh, No Man's Sky in VR. <laughs> you don't want it like that. Like you need something <laughs> physically anchored to something. If you get hit, what? And you go flying. <laughs> That's why I still am shocked by the little touchpad that they have in fucking next gen. Like, how do you steer a ship? Like the trackpad, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, just keeps coming up. Yeah, Although this man. kid's ship 
because it's futury, is probably smart enough to like know when to give like smart like like fine control and when to like let like some things go right like yeah we yeah. can they tell the difference between it's like when you get a fitbit and it knows what a step is and what you shaking it is exactly <laughs> which i thought about it gave like this some more thought for some reason in the middle of this episode uh when she was doing the like flipping through things like um reports and stuff on the holographic i don't like that new Star Trek has gone to holographic displays. I don't like it. I agree. I, I just don't like it. I don't think that in real world, a holographic display would make sense. You have so much shit in the background that you have to try to like uh, filter out to read something. I don't like it. I think it's, I think it's lazy shorthand and all sci-fi pretty much does it. Expanse does it too. To make something look futuristic is to make it look transparent. Like, isn't it cool that like their iPhones are just glass? glass. It's cool that it's possible, but that would be so impractical. Like if I'm looking at something, I don't want it to be see-through. I need a background. Uh, And I think it's really ironic that in Picard, there's a guy, the, the captain yeah. Insists on reading books that are physical, but they don't realize that having holographic projections for things is actually really inconvenient. Yeah. Like it's actually nice. Like the, even in Discovery, when they had Pike come on, he's like, yeah, we just took out all the holograms because yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Make we sense. just <laughs> use screens. We just need shit to work. It this is just space. fucking work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They should have gone weird and they should have done like neural implants. So that like, would have worked for Whoever's me. like... I'm just, I think it'd be so fucking weird if, like, whoever's flying the ship, like, walks onto the, the, the deck and grabs, like, a weird headband and is like, hutunk. Like, dude, <laughs> just, all right, like, Captain, where would you like to go? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to say anything because it, it, it is, like, the last two episodes of Discovery, so I won't say anything, but there's a moment in the last couple episodes of Discovery oh, yeah. that yeah, makes that me thing. think of that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, if, like, like, the captain came in and sat down in the ship and he's just, like, staring forward, dead-eyed, like... <laughs> I'm flying the ship. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You're like, it really logically, if, if we're not using screens, what's the thing that we would all probably, you, it would be something like in our eyes, right? Or like right? a little yeah. contact lenses or contact yeah. lens or yeah. something that is displaying. I would so have been we only totally okay see. if they went the weird future with like Google Glass where like there's a little weird thing that like sticks in front of your face. <laughs> That'd be cool, yeah. Or they're just all in their eyes, so they're yeah. And, so yeah. they sit there for a second. Their their eyes are like. Uh, moving, moving. All right, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> and um, imagine O'Brien losing his goddamn mind down in the ship, and they're like, "We need you to fix this thing." And he's like, moving his eyes. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, should be good, Captain. <laughs> I think I got it. <laughs> God. Uh, <clears throat> um. Okay, I want to well, talk about Elnor because he's just like space Legolas. Yep. And I'm like totally okay with it. <laughs> Spaceless. Yeah. He's he's he is um a child still. Uh yeah. he never grew up. He's like it's a child so... space Legolas. Yeah. But because they're like sect of Romulans are like the truth tellers. Yeah. So he has to be honest all the time. And it's hilarious. It's real good. Yeah, it's it that's very sweet about him. And uh I I Missed this on the first watch through because I think it's kind of hard to take in everything in these episodes because of the lot. serialized nature. Yeah. Uh, but 
the cold open really does well established. Like Picard's like, here's the three musketeers. He reads him the three musketeers. Yeah. He's like, these are cool guys, right? Like sword people. And like, it hit me like, oh, he just internalizes that. Picard doesn't show up for 14 years. Picard comes back. He's like, hey, um, I became a musketeer. Like, that's what I did. That's how much you mean to me. I can't verbalize it, but I straight up am just a sword guy now. I didn't think about that at all. And I think it's because the pace of Picard, while it's slower than Discovery, the first like five episodes of Picard really just like throw information at you like so quickly. They have Um, to get so much exposition out because one, they want people who never watched Star Trek to to be able to watch this show, even though I still don't recommend watching this show if you don't have any Star Trek background. And two, they just had so much history that they had to get out of the way so that you yeah. could understand what the hell was going on, even if you did watch Star Trek. That's why I'm excited about season two, because the last half of Picard, I think, is actually really good. And season two, yeah, yeah, I think is going to be really great, too, if they don't. They Watching don't this episode, I was like, oh, yeah, why? of course Patrick Stewart said he would do this show. I was like, always trust Patrick Stewart. He's not going to make a bad decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Because he kept saying, like, I'm not going to do the show unless you bring something new to the character. Like, and I think they, they did. I think yeah. I like, I like all of his. A lot of yeah. complaints about this show that I've seen externally have been like, this isn't Picard I grew up with. And I think that's like, yeah, that's think about it. That's the point. <laughs> like, same, it's the same fucking Luke <laughs> fucking bullshit argument with yeah. Last Jedi. It's like, I don't know who this is. And it's like, yeah, he's old as fuck now and is he a different person. Had a life. His best friend died. Uh, yeah. His his last thing in Starfleet was a complete failure. His <laughs> values were compromised completely. He And he's got to refine himself. That's- yeah. <laughs> Storytelling. <laughs> he's also, <laughs> I mean, that's, we're not that's just really give hard. You nostalgia uh, uh, injected into your veins like every other nerd wants these days. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine like, if Disney owned Star Trek. They would be CGI in the shit at a young Picard. Oh god. All the time. Oh, god. <laughs> I actually have heard that they're looking for an actor to play a younger Picard and I'm like, great. Good. Fantastic. Fuck Good. Yeah. James McAvoy. James McAvoy. He did it. Would be perfect. X-Men. <laughs> yeah. I'd say I just mean, do I, it. I thought they actually nailed it with Tom Hardy in uh in Nemesis, but uh I digress. <laughs> Uh, the uh, yeah anyways it's it's it is uh i think it's it's cool and i think it's a big risk to show a person who was once great at a weird place and who doesn't really know how to do things anymore either let's talk about that scene uh when he goes to the romulans only bar yeah which badass man rips the sign down (laughs) i like that he i like that he's like fuck this because uh, it's it's the wrong move, I think. Yeah, totally. It's just very undiplomatic. It's very bullheaded. He's an old man. He's yeah. he's stuck in his ways. He's yeah, it shows his character very well of like, no, Starfleet was all about inclusion. This is bullshit. I'm gonna have yeah. a beer here. Like I have seven minutes before my flight. I'm gonna yeah. have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> these people are just going to accept it. And I think it speaks to his like sort of Starfleet bubble 
yeah. um, privilege in a way. Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to diplomacy my way out of this. Like I'm going to cause a diplomatic crisis <laughs> at this bar. <laughs> and then I'm going to use space diplomacy in the next six and a half minutes to, get out of to it. solve it. And at the end, it's the, the Romulan senator dude is like, yeah, I mean, honestly, seriously, fuck you, though. You like, fuck us. you. Yeah. And it, fuck ends, you. it ends with a head getting cut off. <laughs> yeah. Three people dying. And then they go back to the ship, and Picard just, like, straight up, like... Choose him out. Choose him out. And I wanted to be like, Picard, this was your fault. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a weird thing, because I wrote down on my notes, when he chopped that dude's head off, I was like, all right, so Picard won't fight or kill people but he'll let other people do it for him i guess and then they get back on the ship and he's like don't fucking kill people very you, bad Elmore. very bad <laughs> and, and i was like, like okay, okay cool so that's Elmore's good his dog all of a sudden like basically it, does, it it feels a little weird that picard would be okay with having basically a servant and he barks orders at this guy like he's a servant too and I get that it's their like culture and it's their like thing that they like bind themselves to like a unworthy cause or like an a, a unwinnable cause. But it's like, I feel like the Picard we know would be a little gentler and not be like, you work for me, motherfucker. Don't ever do this again. <laughs> yeah, that was very much a, you work for me, dude. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I thought of Terminator 2 when, uh, when the Terminator is the the guardian is about to kill that dude. And uh, John is like, John Connor is like, uh, no, fuck. No, uh, don't shoot this guy in the head. We were just fucking around with him. Like we were just fucking around. Yo, yo, relax. I he's feel like, like, why? <laughs> and we're just like, why? I mean, I, I said I would kill him. If I gave he kept him the going. option. I told him <laughs> to put his stuff down or I was like, kill him. <laughs> it's like, and Picard's like, I'm not Janeway. I'm Picard. Janeway would abuse the shit out of that. Janeway <laughs> yeah. would be like, yeah, like no, hey, if of course we gave them one warning and they didn't work. they didn't do anything, so of course it's we like, killed them. I think you whispered <laughs> it under your breath, Catherine. <laughs> did I? Did I? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I did Catherine, give it though. I, I, I do I thought, remember I saying you it. You just thought it. I don't think you said it out loud. <laughs> you do have to say it out loud. You sure? You sure I didn't say it out loud? I think I said it out loud. <laughs> if I didn't say it out loud, why did he do it? He had to have known. That I said it. So we gosh, have to get I, back I am to just Earth. killing people. We've now. been out here for five <laughs> years. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> That's Janeway's uh, Picard type series. Is that she finds her? She finds a way to get lost in the Delta Quadrant again, again, so that she can like <laughs> feel <herself>. alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh she has god. a death wish, and she just like. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, death wish Janeway. That sounds awesome. That's the name of the show. Death Wish, Death Wish Star Trek Death Wish. Star, <laughs> Star Trek Death Wish. Uh, I love uh, Picard does this. Uh, he throws his name out. Let me into the club. I'm on your list moment. Oh, I when love they it. first show up at the planet and they're like, uh, so these are the defenses. And he's like, just tell them it's me. Fill them in. <laughs> And they're like, well, we did. it didn't really work. It's like they actually, they actually um, <laughs> they've like, increased the shielding ever since. Actually, once we, we said your message. name, they told us uh, to fuck off and never come back. <laughs> I love it how is he interesting throws his that name there's around not, this show. There was that? I love how he throws his name around this show. Like, he tries, what, yeah. Yeah, he tries and it usually fails, but it's very fun. He's like a Clinton with the Clintons. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Don't ever... 
don't ever equate. <laughs> I'm talking about behaviorally. <laughs> how the Clintons are like, hey, um, I'm a Clinton. All right, fuck off. Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Picard. Cool, man. Cool. It's nice cool. to meet you. Dude. Um, Hi. Do... <laughs> Hi, my name is Chelsea Clinton. And. <sighs> All right, cool, 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 cool. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> that is to say, yeah, anyways, it, I'm surprised that on Vashti, there's not, you know, a, a, more of a split situation where some people are like, dope, like, some of us got to be here because of Picard and other people, people being like, where's the, he did, he reneged on his promise. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that makes more sense to me in world building than just everybody flat out being. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. It's uh, kind of weird. Well, it's it very small be, town. I like to imagine. Yeah. I like to imagine again, we're in Star Trek uh, world where uh, each world only has one town, one city, one um, city. I one they climate. all think yeah. the same way. They have one religion. Like there's, that's kind of, I feel like it's the most Star Trek thing they could have done, really, honestly. Yeah, I thought the same um, thing. I actually love it. <laughs> but I also like to imagine that uh, this one town really hates Picard and the government of this world hates Picard, but there's the people out there who are like, oh yeah, Picard's cool. I like Picard. Cool guy. Yeah. There's like a few like huge Picard fans who have a bunch of swag and stuff. They show up a yeah. little late to the fight. Dude's they, head is on the ground. They're, li- they're listening to his flute <laughs> albums. <laughs> On Spotify. They found out that he was visiting Vashti and they were like, why did he go there? He couldn't <laughs> hate him there. They, they hate they, oh, We got to make a road trip now. God damn we it. In front of their huge mural of Picard. <laughs> they're like, why did they go there? With the few mu- flute music playing. They're actually recording a Picard podcast about they all like, of his artistic endeavors. They're like, yeah. hey guys, they like turn around to like to like say something. And one guy turns around, he's got like a Picard mask on. <laughs> like the president's shave, mask. They all shave their heads, yeah. <laughs> they're they're actually the uh, Hare Krishnas of this world. <laughs> they all shave their heads and <laughs> play the flute and dance around. Picard, Picardi, Picardi Krishnas? Okay. Oh no. my God. I, I did think, I know why that it was in English that it said Romulans only. And maybe it is actually a universal translator, but something about it to me was a little corny. Um, Especially because they put so much effort on them speaking their own language. Romulan. Yeah. Yeah. So it could have just been a sign and he could have looked at it and said, Romulans only or something, you know, like just Or they could have done the thing where like it shows it and then it like digitally transforms into Romulans only, like like the universal translator is doing its job or like done it and then given us a subtitle even i'm okay with that yeah like, give me a yeah, subtitle too. i'm cool with that like you're like, like you're watching a like a movie in mandarin yeah. and yeah they'll mm-hmm. throw it up there yeah i agree uh also uh they maybe maybe it is on purpose and like if you can read that sign you shouldn't be it here. applies to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah <clears throat> um let's talk about the fucking the risky business uh scene oh, god it's so cringy and it really bums me out because like what a rushed relationship. And I know they guess they had to do it quick, but like it was I think, weird. I think Soji, the best thing I can say about it is that she is emotionally immature because mm-hmm. she's two and <laughs> this is the prettiest thing that has ever been shown interest in her. This is a cast situation. And so, 
Yeah, kind of cast and also kind of data e to be honest, because yeah. like data, yeah. Um, but it's, I would much we're always open see, to new experiences. I would much rather you know? see Brent Spiner doing risky business down a, a hallway. <laughs> well, I I guess that's the thing is like, yeah, I'm okay with that, but it could have been cuter. They just walked to a hallway, and he's like. Get this really special uh, Borg, Borg thing. Ritual. Take your shoes off. It's creepy it's more super, than it's cute. But it's also super anticlimactic. He runs and just slides, and I was like, cool or it, what? It, it, I agree. It could have been cute, it, and they could have had chemistry, and it could yeah. have been flirty. Like, oh, well, um, do you know about the, the, the Borg ritual? She's like, no, no, what is that? It's like, oh, it's... Very it's hard. very cool. Very like, difficult. I don't think Borg's had rituals. It's like, oh, uh, well, you, you haven't been to this hallway. Like, yeah. kind of like a knowing, like, but for a while, but he just played it as like, no, there really is one. He's just <laughs> gaslighting her the whole time. Like, no, there's there's really a Borg ritual. Trust me. It's Borg ritual. And I, with those lasers, I expected him to do some like Ocean's 12 uh, laser yeah. jumping. And yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, afterwards, like after they slide down and it's obvious it wasn't a Borg ritual, he probably would still stick to that lie right he's like no i swear to god that was a board ritual they did board that ritual. time yeah board she's ritual. like oh that was really funny great joke and he's like what joke sorry sorry what are you talking about the, it's a board ritual. Board the board ritual. Would, that. the board would come here and do that that was a my ritual. aunt was assimilated and i know that because i talked to her <laughs> my aunt that you were talking to earlier who went crazy i don't i don't understand why you're trying to play this off like like this this makes no you sense could just, it could just have been cute you just, it could just, you just, just shut up and kiss me okay okay yeah all right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i'm gonna uh, ruin yeah. that too by uh by trying to like dig in deeper <laughs> to your oh, past God. He's i'm gonna say like knowing shaban and being a huge fan of him as a writer i think he wanted us to really believe that soji and romulan fuckboy fall in love and that they both are surprised by it and you know both have to deal with the repercussions of it but i don't think they have chemistry and i don't think it's ever shot or directed in any way that the whole time we're just like fuck this guy fuck yeah. him <laughs> fuck this guy i feel like even two takes freaks didn't want to do this scene and so no. he just i feel like he probably gave it to like the first days like the the, the assistant director and was yeah. just like the first ad and was like hey have i'm fun. not gonna be on set today because i gotta go <laughs> Watch I the Dodgers or something. Yeah, just, I'm, just, just shoot it. <laughs> I imagine him on the day sitting in the director's chair, reading the sides, being like, "Oh, okay." And then like the actors come up and they're like, "So what are we doing?" And he's like, so "What do you guys think about this?" And they're like, eh, "It's kind of bad, right?" He's yeah, like, that was that's what I thought. I think I it's kind of bad. Hey, hey, Greg, Greg, can you come here? So Greg's going to work with you guys today. I got a dentist appointment. What do you mean you have a dentist appointment? Yeah, it just popped I, up. Just, just scheduled up. it. Uh, <laughs> I got a toothache or something. It's like, no, just a remembrance that I had. I was, yeah, general check. Oh, are you late? It's like, actually early. But now, you know, I try to do things when they come to mind. And I really like so the I magazines. I really like the magazines they have in there. So I try to get there early to they read a few of them. Big highlights fan. <laughs> It's. It feels like a scene is missing, like a scene was cut, because they go from like talking yeah. at lunch, and she's like, "Should I trust you?" And he's like, well, "Honestly, probably not." It's like, cool. Um, cool. If you want to do a romantic thing in a hallway, yeah. <laughs> they 
could have made him more endearing. Like, it would have been even a huge betrayal. Like, if he was hot dude, and I was like, yes, let's fuck hot dude. Like, this guy's rad. And then the betrayal of her sister, I would have been like, how could you, hot dude? Like, (laughs) this was real, you know? And it just flat, completely flat. Not like that at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, we have a cruel intentions scene where sister comes in. She's like, "Um, so you fucked her, huh? (laughs) Did you fuck some information out of her? And it's like, "Uh, sister, could you get your hands off my dick? (laughs) (laughs) I always like her more because she's pretty straightforward. Oh, she's so campy and ridiculous. Yes. (laughs) She's one of my favorite bits, actually, because she's so... On a, in a on a different TV show, almost of bad guys. <laughs> like, yeah. She really is, yeah. Nakedly evil. Like, doesn't she uh, get like kicked into a pit or something? Yeah. <laughs> by, she by, does. By seven. Seven's like yeah. no. <laughs> Seven's like you're not even a real person. Just go, go. go. She does have like a tagline. I don't, or you know, like assimilate this, but I don't remember what it is. Yeah, but she's just like enough. They turn seven into like an action hero, like an eighties action hero in this show, especially with that last one. Yeah, yeah. Should we? Um, you guys have anything else you want to talk about in this episode, or should we? I do like to. There's a lot of intention in the choice in the naming of things and stuff that I think Shaban brings to bear that I, wa- I want to like mm-hmm. highlight, you know, Vashti is the name of the planet they go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, you know, it's in the old Testament. Uh, uh, it's a Hebrew word is she was the queen of Persia and the first wife of a Persian King. Uh, and she was banished for her refusal to appear at the King's banquet to show her beauty as the King wished. It's like kind of like oh. a feministy sort of oh. reference, I think. Yeah. Uh, do you think that is referring to the sisters, the Quat Malat? I would assume, right? Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Very, very intentional naming there. It's not accidental. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it definitely feels like one of those situations where, like, the planet is a thing, so we named it that. But, like, why would you go see that planet and just be like, okay, that planet's going to be called Vashti. Now we just have to find a super <laughs> feminist warrior nun hmm. cult uh, like, right, to warrior put on nun here. Cult. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I also I think when it is more, uh, um, like, like, makes more sense is the Wallenberg class. Those are the rescue, sh- the refugee ships that the Starfleet was uh, building. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wallenberg class is a reference to... A, um, I believe a Norwegian man who, Raoul Wallenberg, excuse me, he's Swedish, and he uh, built these ships that evacuated Hungarian Jews Uh, during World War II. Okay. And uh, he worked uh, to get a lot of them out. So that is a very, I think, appropriate naming for those ships. That's so cool. I feel like... I mean, not to dunk on Discovery anymore, but I feel like there's not a whole lot of like real no. world nuggets in no, they Discovery. Do, they do fan service instead. Yeah, like that's naming, what I feel. Uh, the ships like the Nog and the yeah, yeah. The Voyager, Voyager. And, yeah, they, which is cool. Class. I like that. The Yelchin. Yeah. yeah, which is cool. They were like those are winks, right? Whereas this is like world building thinking. Like, how would yeah? yeah why would they name it that? Yeah. Or, or the names of the ships, the the class of ships, or no, the the ship that um, 
what's, what's his name is from is the name of an explorer, uh, an Arabic explorer. The um, ugh, I forget it. I, I, this is almost boring to listen to, but I, it's just much more intentional in those kinds yeah. of things. Or and the biggest one for me is obviously the it was just kind of beat over our heads. But the tragic sense of life is the book that um, the captain is reading. Yeah, and he's like, it's the existential pain of oh, consciousness yeah. of death. And it's like, oh, that's what that's the season is about. The theme you said the, the theme. This, this, it's the theme of the show. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's like, okay, so that's what Picard has to go through. And it's actually also what uh, Data goes yeah. through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's what Daj has to figure out and all her people and the Romulans. Yeah. The Romulans are dealing, the Jad Vash are dealing with that too because they're terrified of dying at the hands. So, yeah. cool. So all at right. the end of the day, Good. Michael Shabon should have done Discovery instead of Picard. He yes. should have been the showrunner for Discovery. <laughs> Yeah, yep. from the more start. Cohesion. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, real quick, before we uh, we peek inside the archives, what you were talking when we, when we were just talking about that, I thought of, you know, when Picard goes back and they're talking about uh, uh, space Legolas, and he's like, mm-hmm. so like he's a full on like member now, right? Like you guys trained him, like he went, he got to go through the training. He's a full on member now, right? And she's like. No, he's a dude. He can't become one of us. <laughs> wouldn't Picard know that? Like, wouldn't Picard yeah. know that he can't because he's not a woman? Like, <laughs> I feel like his reaction should have been like, so he's a member now. And she's like, no, he's a man. And he should have been like, oh, yeah, duh. Right, 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 duh. I'm duh. sorry. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. That was stupid of me to sorry. ask. I have a degenerative brain disease. <laughs> kind of part of the series now it's like yeah. a big part of the show it helps people explain things to the audience when <laughs> if i can't remember then i just ask then you. you then you say it yeah, yeah. It's, easy. it's better all right, that let's, way let's do one let's take let's do another one all right let's do another one <laughs> Uh, I, I did find it odd uh, for for sure, just that in the even in the 24th century, there are some things that are like explicitly gendered like this. Like, no, like what are nuns like? Fine. Yeah, you're you're fine. You're one of us. Who cares? It's that's I, I thought the same thing. It, I kind of like bumped me a little bit. I was like, it is kind of weird that they were very specifically like gendered about this whole thing. Yeah, yeah I guess in the modern world that we live in, thinking about the future, like. I would assume that the future is just like completely almost just genderless, like yeah. that far into the future, you know, but or like gendered, but like you, it doesn't like you just decide what you want or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Like there can be, yeah. yeah, sex and yeah, yeah. And anyways, just something cool. to think about in the noodle. Shall we, Check um, out. shall we take a yeah. peek inside the uh, archives? Let's do Let's it. Peek. Let's peek. Let's peek. Accessing Starfleet Archives. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Hey, you guys want a, you guys want a cup of uh, Ractigino? I would. Uh, oh yeah. Very much appreciate some Ractigino. And we've been up really for twenty hours. Has, yeah. Yeah, twenty hours. Oh my god. Here you go, uh, Lopec. Here you go. Uh, you. To, uh, uh, um, would you forget my name? It's been, I've been are you up that for so tired? long. I'm so tired. Thanks, Jesus Christ. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. Vashti. I am reading the Wikipedia article on this planet. Very interesting culture that has emerged in the last 14 years. Yeah. Really? Like, what's going on there? Who? 
who's what what's the deal yeah what's the deal because well apparently it was an empty world until 14 years ago when uh, starfleet started evacuating romulans there huh oh really i don't remember this nobody that's like way more than the nx file says the nx file just says like warrior space nuns it's that's like all. It says. That's all. That's on the annex file. It says warrior space nun planet, and then it says uh, direct orders follow Picard. They didn't give us ever, any other intel. Do you guys ever regret joining the annex file squad? I did think it would be a little bit more exciting. Yeah, since it is a subsection of section thirty-one. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it would be much more thrilling and exciting. I thought we were going to uncover a lot more secrets. Um, but we could have. Just kind of do this work. We could have, because on the way here, we passed the board cube, remember? And I told you guys we could just stop off at the board cube. There's a lot of secrets on the board cube. Tom, dude, we've. I can't tell you how many times we told you this. You were assimilated by the board. cannot. Guys, yeah, if, if, I was not assimilated. I would remember something like that. You, you would not actually, because Section Thirty One rescued you. Yeah, was able to reverse the implantation process. You have nanoprobes running through your veins, though, which are inactive. But there is no telling how quickly you would be assimilated if we got close to a Borg cube. Yeah, you could go real buck wild and kill all of us, and then go into the Borg cube. So, like. I think you guys are just scared to step foot on the board cube. I think you're using this whole Borg assimilation thing. If I have so many Borg knickknacks, you're talking to the like the Borg fanat. I don't like them. I'm. It's like I have a lot of books on the Borg, (laughs) but I'm not like a fan of the Borg. You know, I like the I like reading about the history of the Borg, but I'm not like a Borg fanatic about the Romulans on Vashti. Exactly. Why would you? Lopek, why would you read about the Romulans? It's your history. Yeah. Why would you... You know... You should know like that. You learned that in school, right? Yeah. It is it is not Vulcan. I'm Vulcan, remember? I I am from Vulcan. You sure? I'm not a Romulan. I think you're a Romulan. Vulcan's I don't know. eyebrows are a little bit more pointy. I feel yeah. like you're more of a... Yeah. You are serious right now. You're, you are not jerking my chain. What's that? What's what jerking, is it? jerking your yeah? What is that? It is a human. Exp- it does not matter. <laughs> Romulans, obviously, if you put a Romulan and a Vulcan side by side, you would be able to tell very easily which one is which. I I would disagree. I think they're uh, very similar in like stature. Let me give an example. Commander O, she is yep. definitely a Vulcan. Mm-hmm. De- Commodore O. Yeah, definitely. Commodore O. Commodore O is a Vulcan. Uh huh. You guys look nothing alike. Nothing. And you got super mad at Tom the other day. I did. I I walked into the room and I saw you yelling at him and I immediately turned around. That's not very Tom was looking through your souvenirs, Pert. Your souvenirs that is full of bored knickknacks. He was looking through. Wait, no. What are you talking about? I woke up from a nap and I I was sitting there. In I don't know why I was in Pert Lewis's quarters, but I woke up from a nap. I was in Pert Lewis's quarters, and Lopek was yelling at me. What the fuck? I was yelling for Pert. Pert, do you, how did you not figure this out? Wait, you were in my my Borg knickknack box. 
think I was sleepwalking. How did you even get in? It was locked with a very special Borg lock that I keep to myself. This is why you need to not have Borg knickknacks on board this NX ship. I'm sorry. I'm just really fascinated with Borg history, you know? Wait, is something... There's a ship coming into the sector. I'll I'll scan it real quick. Um, I'm going to go to the bathroom really fast. I'm just going to grab some of these mags and then... um, Please be quick... Pert, why it's do you have? It's cool. Why do you have a backpack? You're going to the bathroom. I just I need to change my clothes to be ready for this situation that we're about. We could possibly be in, you know, because there's a ship coming. So it's Picard. Oh, it's okay. It's Picard. Picard is here. Yeah, Picard's on the ship. I just did a scan of it. Okay. I will. I will start writing a report to add to yesterday's report for Commodore O. God, those reports take so long. Tell me about it. Purdy, are you going to the bathroom? What are you doing? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I got really mesmerized by that ship. It's a really nice looking ship, the one that Picard's on. Oh. It doesn't look like much of anything to me. It just looks like a regular old ship. Kind of looks okay. like a tiny ship. Okay, well, you know, to each their own. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Uh, I'll be, I swear to God, I'll be right back. All right. Hey, hey Lopec. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, disable the transporter? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Hello, Pert. Oh, man, what's... Hey. Hey, guys. Uh, So I went to the bathroom, and it yeah. seems like the toilet is clogged. There's something wrong with the toilet. So I'm wondering, like... Oh, I did forget, actually, that we do transport all of our waste material off of the ship. Yeah. That is how we get rid of waste. Yes, uh, we disable the transporter for no re- reason at all. Why'd you just... Dis- Pert we, know, Pert, we know you're trying to sneak down to the planet. I was trying to take a dump. Sorry, I was trying to go to the bathroom. Um, and you guys might not want to go in there. Because it's clogged. Pert, why do you want to go down to the planet so bad? Okay, if you really want to know, um, I'm really sick and tired of using a hollow toilet. And every chance that we get, that I get to use like a real toilet, I gotta take it. So like... I kind of half lied. Like, yeah, I did have to go to the... I do have to go to the bathroom. But, like, I really wanted to use, like, a real toilet down on the planet. Uh, And I also heard there's, like, a guy uh, that's with the Space Nuns, and he's got, like, a cool sword. Uh, And I wanted to check out that action. But mostly the bathroom. Do you guys see that tiny little... What is that thing flying around the... I'm going to scan it real quick. I think that looks like a little dagger. Yeah, I'm going to scan it. Scan it. Scan the bird of prey too. I'm not too worried about the bird of prey, honestly. Uh, the scan is showing up uh, a life form by the name of Annika Hansen. Does that ring a bell for anybody? Uh, seven of nine. How do you know? Oh, How do you know, Borg. That's, that sounds like a Borg. That's a Borg thing. No, it's seven of nine. How do you know who that is? You guys don't know who seven of nine is. Just explain to us where you got that information. Yeah, because we said I said Annika Hansen based on what was on the pad in front of me. Yeah, you just you took that and you immediately seven of nine. Ca- ca- it was like you had like a lot of knowledge. What's the source? Knowledge. The source of that knowledge? Where did you learn that? I just know. I feel like there's a common knowledge thing, right? Everyone knows who seven of nine is. Or did you know that? No, uh, that sounds more like a Borg. All right, thing guys, to me. I get it. You're you're trying to make me feel like I was assimilated by Borg. 
You're trying to, you're you pretending were, you don't know who Seven of Nine is. I saw you Look. taken by a board. Yeah. I saw the little thingy, you know, fishing line go yeah. into your neck. Yeah. We're I not, saw your face start changing color. We're not like, as the Romulans say, jerking your chain or anything. Okay. It's a Vulcan saying. What? But, okay. Didn't you say it was a human saying? Well, it's now a, a, a Vulcan saying ever since, you know, the cross-cultural. Look, I don't have to explain my culture to you. All right, that's fine. Right. I'm just going to finish this report. I'm going to I'm gonna go uh, boot up the uh, the comms array. You know how it takes, like, almost a whole day to actually, like, oh my gosh. yeah. I'm going to go to the bathroom because I do actually need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Okay, holodeck content. Why we're all here? That's why we listen. We listen <laughs> to this podcast for the last ten minutes of every episode, because <laughs> that's where the holodeck content has yeah. been for like the last bunch the last- of episodes. It's like the last ten <laughs> minutes. We talk about the the whole episode outside of the holodeck for like a good hour, hour and, and a half. 10 minutes. And the last minutes. like 10 minutes of the episode is holodeck. <laughs> um, I think we got to start it off with his, with his great line. I fucking hate that hospitality. I, hate that hospitality <laughs> I, I love one thing I do like about this scene in the holodeck is it starts out with, with Picard, like feeling it out. Right. And then, like, he comes in and he's like, oh, fucking stupid uh, hospitality thing. And then what's-her-name comes in. Uh, and it's like this one Ruffy. piling on one at a time. And then when uh, the doctor comes in, she's like, hey, um, are we having are we a meeting here? Like, is that what's going on? Because, like, can I be a part of it too? Like, and I imagine she was out on the ship and saw people, like, go in one at a time. And she's like, where is it? Where the oh, fuck is everybody? Where, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> She was literally the a beautiful exposition uh, tool. Yeah, she was the audience. She was. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was. Um, what's her name from Inception? Uh, or excuse me, Elliot Page. Elliot Page. The character. Yeah. Um, Ariadne is the name of the character, though. <laughs> She's like, I don't understand this. Like, well, let me explain. I remember <laughs> watching uh, a master class at one point when I was living with one of uh, one of one of our friends, Kevin Bartelt. And I think it was Chef Kev. Chef Kev, Chef Kev who was on the show. Chef Kevin. Um, I I think it was either uh, Sorkin's masterclass or uh, I think it was Sorkin's. And he 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 gave a pretty good nugget. I think like when you're writing TV, um, always have a character, whether it's your main character or like a character that is the audience. And that's how you yeah. can explain this world to the audience without it feeling like you're talking straight to the audience. Like yeah. Yeah. And that's what they did with this character. And and if you're Aaron Sorkin explicitly, you you make it a, a woman who is incredibly <laughs> successful, yeah. but somehow doesn't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and have your eldest, most, uh, yeah, your man characters explain things to her. This yeah. character, uh, the doctor, what's her name? I can't even remember. Siraji. Siraji. No, uh, doctor. She, yeah. she has almost the exact same vibe to me as uh, uh, t- um, what's her name from Discovery? Um, I'm blanking Tilly? on names. Tilly. Tilly. They have this like same exact kind of nervousness I feel like. It's this like 
nervous nervous energy. Yeah, yeah. This nervous energy. Like when she was like, um, turns out there's not a lot of things going on in space. Like I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that I feel like I'd feel hear Tilly, Tilly saying in discovery. Yeah. Turns out there's a lot of emptiness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll add that, uh, when, when she became, you know, acting captain, yeah. Mary Wiseman's, uh, showed that she, she absolutely has the gravitas and could be, could be a captain. Loved so it. it's, I it absolutely was great. Like going yeah. real quick to discovery. I loved yeah. that. And I was like, yeah, by all means, make her a captain. Like, just do that from here on out. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to see nervous Tilly anymore. Yeah. Just Dude. have her be in charge. Yeah. Seriously. Cause like this season was my favorite version <laughs> of her. Cause like nervous Tilly is fun, but it like, it's almost like too much. So when there's just a little bit of it, yeah. Totally yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Back to Picard back and back the holodeck. Back to the holodeck. <laughs> Um, it speaks a lot to the quality of this holodeck scene that we keep trekking out of it. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a, you know, they just exposition their way. There's a couple good jokes. Romulan warrior nuns. She says at one point, I I know, I feel like they knew that it was just boring. So they had the Johann Sebastian Bach soothing music in the background. Yeah. You know what kind of, what a little bit bummed me out is that there weren't anything, any items in his ready room that he also had in his ready room on the Enterprise. Yeah, that would have been nice. Like if that's the thing that the he flute, carries right? sentimental stuff with him, I would have loved yeah. to see not the fish tank, but like something else. Uh, Do like we get any flute Enterprise action? logo. No. What's that? Do we get any flute action in this season? No. Just Number in the, one on the opening credits. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot yep. of exposition. <laughs> I do like, it just kind of highlighted for me that he says come, like when somebody like tries to come in come. in the same come. way he does with the ready rooms. Like, okay, yeah, now I know what we're doing. This is the ready room. Yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. yeah. I did, uh, I thought visually it looked really nice. It's a nice set. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked like a movie. But um, <laughs> but more so for some reason in the ready room, I was like, this is really pretty. They did really like visually, it looks really good. Like more so than Discovery in a weird way. Uh, it just looks a little more like it's the light, it warmer has colors. To be light. Yeah, a little more they grounded. Went with warmer colors. Yeah, that's got to be it. All right, let's I think that they'll. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, I gotta get the rankings thing re- spooled up. Sorry, computer. <laughs> Systems are ready. All right, camp. Camp? We're starting with camp. Okay. Let's start with camp this time. Woo, Might as baby. well. Uh, I do think it's pretty campy. Like campy dialogue, uh, campy um, exposition. Like they know that they're being campy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the EMH, not the EMH, the HHH. Hospitality, emergency hologram. EHH. 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 Emergency hospitality hologram. I think that's the only, honestly, I think that and him coming in is the only campy part about this. This part of the holodeck. Uh, I'm going to give it like a, man, I'm going to give it like a two and a half. I think I'm going to go with a one five. I'll give it a two. I thought I was going to be not the highest rating that. (laughs) It made me think, it made me think about it. (laughs) Keeping you on your feet. All right, we'll go back to dialogue. I do think the dialogue's pretty good, considering. For it so. being exposition dialogue, I think it does a good job. I don't think it's very, yeah, interesting necessarily. There's but. some good lines, though. I hate the fucking 
yeah. hologram. Yeah. Uh, you know, space uh, warrior nuns. Yeah. There, there is a, a little one too. That's a good joke of like, he keeps his own company. Like he literally does. Like he, he created <laughs> five holograms versions of himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'll give it a, a tree. You read my noodle. I was going to give it a three also. Two five. Like it does a good job for exposition, but didn't, wasn't keeping me like glued to the screen. Romance. Zero for me. Zero. Goose egg. Unless he's actually in love with his EHH. And it's like, I fucking hate that thing. But like, he's nagging. really love him. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's a zero. Action. Zero. Zero. He freezes that bird. That's true. No, but zero. the fire is still running. <laughs> that bothers me. That did. That was very weird, actually. Yeah, zero. Suspense. I, I can't. I can't think I of can't anything. I can't either. Zero. Zero. Stakes. I think there's there's some stakes when he's talking to Rafi. She's like, "Why are you fucking? Why are we stopping at fucking Vashti?" Yeah, Emotional and there's stakes. stakes. I might with, die. There's yeah. I think there is a little bit of stakes there for sure. I was going to give it a two. Um, I'm going to give it a 1.5. I'm feeling one, actually. This is funny. This is this, ra- this rating has been gone all, all, <laughs> all the over the place. When they're bad, they're bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> computer, calculate final score. Calculating. 1.06. Well, it beat a one. Wait, is this one. better than the than emissary? Yes, it did beat emissary. I guess it just has more content. Yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. and it is better than emissary. The, the dialogue is better. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> emissary true. was also exposition. It just That's true. It's the pilot episode of a show that yeah. came out twenty seven years ago, and a child actor is one of them. Yeah, who had like very little experience at the time. So. That's true. That's true. It, yeah. that, that puts it firmly behind. Uh, it puts it behind the Icarus factor, but ahead of people of Earth of Discovery. Oh. Hey, 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 teacher. Hey, t- teacher. Yes. Um, I uh-huh. uh, real quick question. Um, yes. What what episode are we doing next week? Um, I don't know. <laughs> but Shit. I would suggest. I'm thinking. Well. Uh, the only reason I suggest this is because we we have a true holodeck episode that we could do for Discovery, the first like actual holodeck episode that we and could do that did just come out. Let's do it. Um, so I think maybe it's the first part of the three part season finale. Let's do it. I think. Um, Let's do it. It's the I, second part, isn't it? No, the second part doesn't have any holodeck. No. Content. It's the first. Oh right! Part. It's first and third. It's the first and third, and I, I actually really, really like that episode. Cool. So cool. I think it I'm down. Fun. Yeah, and we can use that as an excuse to kind of talk about all of it too. We can. Yeah, it's good timing. Yeah. The Citadel. That's okay. what it's called. Citadel. The Citadel. So what was that? Citadel. It's season three, episode one, eleven. Eleven called the Citadel. Hey teacher. Uh huh. Hey teacher. What do you want, dude? <laughs> um. Uh, uh, what, where can I get this podcast? Well, um, if you don't already know, because this is a podcast class, 
you can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, okay. And I would ask if you do go there and listen to the podcast that you would leave a nice review or a bad review if you didn't like it or rate it. Cool. Uh, literally anything helps us. It's very nice. Cool. Hey, Jan. Yeah. Uh, where can people find Trek to the Holodeck? Well, uh, you can find us on Instagram primarily is our most active area. And there's a link tree there that links out to our Twitter, uh, our Discord, Trek to the Holodeck Discord, and uh, pretty much any podcast network, like Dylan said. Cool. Great places Twitch. to give reviews, too. Oh, find Twitch. Us on Twitch, also. Twitch. And YouTube, Twitch, Twitch, Twitch. also. We're going to be posting um, all of our recordings to YouTube as well, if you want to see our pretty faces. Yeah. That's right. Hey, hey Dylan. Uh-huh. Uh, who does the voice of the computer? I'm glad you asked. Verona Blue does the voice of the computer. Oh, that's awesome. I was really mm-hmm. digging the intro music and outro music that's about to come up. Beyond who does that? Yeah. Oh, uh, that is an artist called Bodyline. You can find their music on Bandcamp, and we're using it with the permission of the Midwest Collective. Awesome, awesome. And uh, guys, mm-hmm. uh, what about CBS Viacom? What about them? They're great, but we don't have anything to do with them, right? <laughs> no, I haven't no. talked to them at all. I swear yeah. to God. Yeah, so this is, I would just say this is like a fan podcast. Okay. I think it would be the best way to describe this. I think this. so. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's a fan yeah. podcast. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, cool. this has been... Uh, um, let's get tra- spooky. Let's get spooky. <laughs> let's get spooky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think any of that to company stuff was in the actual podcast. No, it wasn't. <laughs> spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite and for a while i almost forgot he was a hologram that means the holodeck safeties are off computer execute complete shutdown of the holodeck all holo simulations have been terminated 